0: You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You're listening to the English-language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Sunday, March the 3rd, 2024. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour contacts on a hostage release deal. Delegations from Hamas and mediators Qatar and the United States are in Cairo for a resumption of negotiations on a temporary Gaza ceasefire and hostage release deal. The Hamas delegation is led by Gaza leader Yehia Sinawar's deputy, Khalil al hayya Israel is not participating at this juncture. Despite Arab media reports that Israel would be sending a delegation to Cairo today, Jerusalem stressed it will not dispatch representatives to the Egyptian capital or any other place before receiving an official Hamas response to the framework forged in the previous Paris talks. Specifically, Israel is demanding from Hamas a list of the hostages who would be freed in the deal and Hamas's formula for an exchange of jailed Palestinian terrorists for hostages. Meanwhile, a Hamas source was quoted by the French news agency as saying that it is possible to reach a ceasefire within a day or two if Israel agrees to Hamas's demands, including the return of displaced Gazans to the northern Gaza Strip and expansion of humanitarian aid supplies. A senior U.S. official said over the weekend that the framework for a six-week pause in fighting was in place with Israel's agreement and now depends on Hamas agreeing to free hostages. In the north, an anti-tank rocket was fired toward Metula from Lebanon. There were no injuries. Earlier this morning, Hezbollah claimed responsibility for firing a rocket at the Israeli border community of Shlomi. There also were no injuries or damage reported. Lebanese media reported Israeli artillery fire toward Lebanon across from Metula. Day 149 of the Israel-Hamas war, IDF forces from the 98th Division have launched a broad offensive in western Khan Yunis in the southern Gaza Strip. The operation opened with a heavy air bombardment last night when IDF fighter aircraft assisted by artillery forces pounded some 50 terror targets in a span of six minutes. The IDF says the aim of the mission is to deepen operational achievements, destroy terror infrastructure, and eliminate terrorists. The IDF, meanwhile, continues to investigate the circumstances of Friday's blast in a booby-trapped building in Khan Yunis that killed three IDF forces from the Kfir Brigade and wounded 14 others, six of them seriously. Funerals are being held today for the fallen soldiers. The funeral of Sergeant Dolev Malka, age 19, of Shlomi, was this morning in the military cemetery of his hometown. Sergeant Afik Terry, 19, of Rehovot, will be laid to rest at 3 p.m. in the city's military cemetery. Sergeant Inon Itzhak, 20, of Mitzpeh Ramon, was buried last night in the Mount Herzl Military Cemetery in Jerusalem. The IDF says it has coordinated a total of 21 airdrops in the Gaza Strip in recent weeks by the United States, Jordan, France, the United Arab Emirates, and Egypt, with more than 450 packages of food and medical aid distributed to Palestinian civilians. The latest airdrop was carried out yesterday by the U.S. and Jordan. 134 captives are held in the Gaza Strip families of hostages, former captives, and supporters of the families demonstrated in Jerusalem last night, urging the government not to miss the opportunity to reach a deal. The rally was the culmination of a four-day march that began in the Gaza periphery. Political tensions. A con reporter says the Israeli embassy in Washington was instructed not to facilitate cabinet minister and war cabinet member Benny Gantz's trip to the United States, after the National Unity Party leader's visit was not authorized by the prime minister. Additionally, Israel's ambassador to Washington, Mike Herzog, will not take part in the visit. A White House official said over the weekend that Gantz is scheduled to meet U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris on Monday. The U.S. National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, is also expected to take part. Schools reopened this morning in the western Negev community of Stirot, nearly five months after the October 7th Hamas massacre and the evacuation of the community. Classes resumed in 100 educational institutions in the towns. Some 4,000 kindergarten and school children returned to school, about 50% of the community's school population. United Airlines today resumed flights between Israel and the United States, becoming the first American carrier to do so since U.S. airlines canceled service with the outbreak of the October 7th war. United Airlines renewed operations between Tel Aviv and Newark, New Jersey, with service to other U.S. cities to be resumed based on ongoing safety assessments, the airline said. The weather outlook, much colder. Local rain from the north to the northern Negev tapering off from the afternoon hours. Tomorrow calls for local rain, mostly light in the north and center. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 13, Tel Aviv and 'er Beersheva 19, Haifa 17 and Inelat going up to 14 degrees Celsius.